Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Community Connections Podcast. I am the host, Cole Warner, and joining me today, first time on the podcast, it is a hospice-specific topic. We are um, sort of wrapping those up for the season here. So this is a hospice-specific topic, but it's one that maybe we've not touched on before. So hopefully today you find something interesting and, and something that you connect with. Our guest today, as I said, it is her first time, Miranda Lane is on with me today. And Miranda is one of our amazing chaplains here at Hospice of Davidson County. Welcome to the podcast, Miranda. Thank you so much for having me, Cole. Just a little bit of background. Um, since this is the first time that you're getting here from Miranda on Community Connections, Miranda received a Master's in Divinity from Hood Theological Seminary completed her residency at Atrium Northeast in Concord, and did an internship with Atrium Behavioral Health in Davidson, North Carolina. So before coming to Hospice of Davidson County, and and she's been here now oh, close to nine months or so, or, or eight months or so, eight? Six months, yeah. Yeah, six months. There we go. Six months. Nine, six. It's all the same. No, no, no. So it, feels, it feels longer than it's been. So for the last six months or so, um, has a lot of experience in some of the topics that we're going to discuss today. But really, the first thing I want to jump into is what we're really titling this episode as, which is talking about hospice Sabbath. And this may be the first time that you're hearing that term or those two words together. So I guess I'll just open up the floor to Miranda to explain what hospice Sabbath is and why it's important. Sure. And again, thanks again for having me on the podcast. Um, Hospice Sabbath, it honors the spirituality and its contribution to the end of life um, and that care and what it looks like. The Hospice Sabbath allows us to provide a space for remembrance, um, a space for reverence, a space for memories um, to be explored, to be shared, um, for heartfelt thanks to staff to those who are the givers of care, and to families, and also for the lives of those that we've lost. Speaking of, you said a couple times it provides a space for that. And I think we know it's important, and we'll probably dive into that a little bit more. We know it's that spirituality is important in the end-of-life journey. But can you speak to why it's important to provide a space for that, even for those that maybe have lost a loved one? recently or um, they're still feeling the, the the burden heaviness of that loss? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, uh, you know, life happens. Um, and in the midst of life happening, uh, we may not afford ourselves the time, as you mentioned, the space to feel those feelings. And it's in events like Hospice Sabbath that affords us that luxury of feeling whatever it is that we're feeling. Um, and not have to rush through those feelings. It allows us, uh, if we feel angry, we can feel that and still feel safe with that. If we feel um, ashamed, if we feel um, a need for forgiveness, if we just need healing, if we just need togetherness, it provides us with the fellowship. It provides us um, with a comfort and a peace um, to feel all of those things and it be okay. I can really connect with the idea that um, you use the word fellowship. I like to think of it as connection. Grief is 
for everyone listening on here that's experienced grief, which is is most likely everyone, is that you know that when you lose something or someone that's very close to you, it's isolating and you can feel like you're alone in what you're experiencing. And and while we know that that grief is individualized, we know that it's not that that you're not feeling those things alone, right? Despite how that makes you feel. And so I appreciate the idea that this is a time that connects people to their loss, the spirituality of it together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not only people, you know, we mourn the loss of jobs, incomes, homes, relationships, um, pets, you know, we mourn the loss um, of many different things. Um, and, and this space affords us to find uh, comfort in each other um, and allow ourselves to reflect and remember and also how to move on from point A to point B and what that in-between feeling may look like, may feel like, um, and just stand in that vulnerability and still find strength. Now we're talking about a specific date and we'll talk about a couple of events that we have to, to talk that will um, sort of honor this time and and what are our hospice Sabbath um, events that we have coming up. But there is a reason why that hospices particularly are doing this. And I do think it is that connection to spirituality that people have at end of life. We've done an episode about chaplaincy in the hospital systems. We've done an, done an episode on chaplaincy and spiritual care in hospice. What do you see, Miranda, out of our families and our patients, their spiritual needs? You know, I, of course, each person is different, right? But what do you see our folks' connection with spirituality to whatever that might be? Yeah, it's mainly been being heard. A lot of times things are happening to us. Things are being done for us. Um, and sometimes people forget to just listen to our words and to our questions. Um, a lot of times givers of care may be so fixated on caring for that patient um, and we just forget to listen, Is which is where we come into play as spiritual counselors. We allow them to talk. We afford them the space to complain, to possibly gripe, speak about those grievances they have, um, and also the newness of what's happening. Um, I remember being in a car accident and someone just hit me in the rear end um, and it just happened in the blink of an eye. Right. Uh, at that moment, I didn't need triple A. You know, I needed the aid of EMT, of a paramedic. Um, I needed someone to talk to about what what's happening to me right now. And I find that to be true in these spaces, um, you know, receiving a diagnosis like like this um, can hit you um, in the blink of an eye. And what does that look like from here to end of life? Um, it looks like uh, many different things and it is an honor to be present in those spaces during that time. Well, and one thing that we know is that our spirituality, the things that we believe in, whether you believe in an afterlife or, or whatever it is you look at, is that it's very close to you. So when you receive, and we talk about this in some of our 
diagnoses conversations earlier in the season when you receive a a, a life limiting illness diagnoses six months or less to live it it does hit at the core of who you are there's a shock you, you mentioned a shock to it 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 affects your family it affects those close to you your friends those people that care about you and it can feel you can feel helpless you can feel hopeless and all of that is wrapped up in your spirituality and i imagine that you see some of that yeah um and it's you know spiritual care is meant to relieve your loved one's spiritual pain um, a lot of times there's a need for forgiveness Sometimes it could be the forgiveness of another. A lot of times I've found that it's the forgiveness of themselves. Um, it's a lot of shoulds that are being handed out during this time. If I, I wish I would have never picked up this or that. I wish I'd never done this or that. Or um, it, it's a lot of blaming. It's a lot of recollection of uh, past events, um, and it's important to realize during this time. I need to be gentle and I need to be gentle with me. I'm with me all the time. You may come or come and go, but I'm with me. So I need to have a, a better relationship with me. Um, be considerate of me um, and, and just adjusting to the newness of things. Um, and being gentle is a luxury that I hope we can all afford to ourselves. Thank you for sort of painting that picture, Miranda, of what, you know, it, we could probably do about 10 episodes on what spiritual care can look like in the hospice setting because it, it does look so different for everybody. And it depends, you know, the at the bare minimum, you know, we help people connect with a faith community that helps them to feel that peace, helps them feel restored and we go all the way to building those relationships with people who maybe have lost touch with their faith community or need a little bit of extra support with what they're dealing with at this time. And I know how special that is. And there's many people listening to this or that will listen that know the power of folks like you, our, our social workers, all of our um, staff members, our, our nurses that build the relationships with families and provide them that peace and comfort near end of life. Um, and so thank you for, for kind of painting that picture, Miranda. We are on here talking about a specific event being Hospice Sabbath. We have two of them kind of happening this year that we're really excited to tell you about. So let's start with the one that's closest to us here. This is going to come out on, this came out on October 19th. And so uh, not too far away from our first event, which is November 5th. And Miranda, can you talk about the event on November 5th? Sure, sure. November 5th will be our first Hospice Sabbath event that we'll have in November. Um, it will be located uh, in Lexington at First United Methodist Church. And that is located on 310 South Main Street in Lexington. And it begins at 5 p.m. Um, and we ask everyone. Um, if you would like to please join us and if you would like to participate in this event, uh, to please bring a framed photo of your loved one um, that we may use it during that particular service. And this event is open to to anyone in the community. You do not have had to have lost a loved one 
under our hospice care or hospice care in general, right? This is a, a time of remembrance and reverence for uh, all those that have lost someone. And uh, I know that this will be a really special event uh, for those who maybe are suffering under the burden of grief at this time. So thank you for for kind of talking about that. And I'll be, I'd be remiss to say that I, all the event information and website info will be in the episode description. I always have to make sure I say that in there so that you can go and look at the episode description. Um, but there is more info on our website about the November 5th, again, first United Methodist church in Lexington at 5 PM. Perfect. On November 5th. Now, the second one, you're, you're, of course, you're involved in both. The second one is really something that you have worked hard to put together, Miranda. So I'm going to just sort of lay out for you on the second event. Sure. Uh, the second event uh, will be held on November 19th at 5 p.m. And it will be here on our very campus on 200 Hospice Way here in Lexington. Again, that event's at 5 p.m. Uh, it is a specifically interfaith event. Um, again, it is welcome to everyone um, to come and join us during this event. We'll also have light refreshments. Um, and it's just a time that we mourn together, grieve together, fellowship together, and just journey and get to know each other um, a bit better during that time. It will be an outside event um, in our labyrinth garden. Um, so it's more so settled in nature. Um, so we can fill the elements um, during this particular event. And you mentioned that there's the an interfaith sort of look to the second event. And can you kind of mention some of what might that have in it? Sure, sure. Uh, we are looking forward to having um, some live music um, from a local artist, Ken Davis. Um, and also we'll be having readings that are from our Buddhist faith and Muslim faith. Um, we'll also reflect on Christian and we'll also have um, some readings um, that are humanist at this event. Well, thanks for kind of talking about that. And again, our website has more information, hospiceofdavidson.org. And we actually have a hospice Sabbath landing page set up for those events um, where you can find more information. We do ask for registration for the on-campus event. And that is just so that we can be prepared for the number of people that plan to participate and can make it a more inclusive and engaging event for those um, who would like to attend. No registration needed for the November 5th event. Um, and we are really excited for both of those. But I just want to take the moment to say that we do Hospice of Davidson County does events throughout the year that are reflective of the pain and grief suffered after a loss. And we hope, you know, not only through our services, but through the things that we do in the community that we provide spaces, as Miranda mentioned earlier, for folks to, to mourn those and, and find a community that they can connect with through that loss. I always tell people that in our society, we look at loss as, as final and it's a severing of a, of a relationship or tie. But I always encourage people that I speak with that there are still connection points even after loss. And there are things, there are, are pieces to those relationships that only you hold and they are your connect, the connection or anchor points to that. And those can still grow stronger. And those, and that's not 
final, right? Mm-hmm. And this event, it is really out of all of them that we do. These these two hospice Sabbath events really sort of play at that. The idea that these are connection points and opportunities for you to feel that connection with your loved one. And, um, and so I, I just, I'm really happy that, that we're able to, to host these. Miranda, I appreciate you joining us on Community Connections today. If you have any questions about any of the events, like I said, hospiceofdavids.org, you can also call 336-475-5444 and speak with our community relations department. They will have all of the information on the events as well. If you like what you heard, you can rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get them. We also have all the episodes on our website as well. Um, Thank you, Miranda, for, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Colin, for the invite.